Dr. Jacob here with MedPod 101. I hope you enjoyed today's show, and if you do, there are more episodes available for purchase on iTunes. Simply search MedPod 101, and you'll find our complete episode archive split into Part 1 and Part 2. Both of these albums are available for purchase on the iTunes Store. medical podcast on this side of the Mississippi. Dr. Jacob here today with another of our midnight cases. In this series, we have a nurse call us asking for help on a particular patient. And keep in mind that the doctor is just covering on call for a large number of patients and may not be familiar with the patient that he's actually covering for. The reason I chose this particular case was that a friend of mine yesterday called me up and asked me the same very question because he, as a doctor, had no clue what to do. Let's get right to our case presentation. Stupid pager can never get a moment's rest. Must be that nurse on 4 Central again. Well, I guess I should give her a call. from 4th Central. Are you Dr. Jacobs? Yes, this is Dr. Jacob. How can I help you? Are you covering for Mr. Sanchez in room 423? Hmm, let me check my list for a moment. Ah, yes, 87 years old, congestive heart failure. Yeah, I got that patient. Doctor, I went in to do my nursing assessment for this patient, and his heart rate is irregular. Does this man have a known history of atrial fibrillation or atrial flutter? It looks like in the previous shift he was in a sinus rhythm. That is all I know. Is the patient stable? What do you mean by the patient stable, doctor? Is he having altered mental status or is his blood pressure low? No, doctor. The patient is not having altered mental status or hypotension. In fact, he has been sleeping very comfortably. How are his other vital signs? The patient's blood pressure is 135 over 85. He is afebrile, and he has a heart rate of about 100, that is my estimation. How's his oxygen saturation? 92% on 2 liters by nasal cannula. Okay, let's go ahead and put in an order for an EKG to be done now, and I'll come and see the patient, okay? Thank you, doctor, very much. Well, that does it for our case presentation. Now let's go through the case in detail. So the only information I had from my sign-out from the other doctor was we had an old man who had an exacerbation of his congestive heart failure, and he came into the hospital. As soon as you hear that a patient has an irregular heart rhythm, there are only five things that could be happening. And so that pretty much narrows it down, but to decide amongst these five things, which we'll get to in a moment... We need to order the EKG, or ECG, electrocardiogram. And I'm going to choose to order it STAT in this case, because this patient has never had an irregular rhythm, according to our notes, and we should know what's going on sooner rather than later, especially because later things may get more complicated. So now will be the time to pick myself up from the call room, walk upstairs to where the patient is located, and actually go examine the patient, because I want to confirm what the nurse said when she said that the rhythm is irregular. Take a moment and see if you can name 
the five different possibilities for an irregular heart rhythm. In fact, we'll take a short break here and see if you can't think about those five different possibilities, and we'll tell you the answer when we come back. Well, we're back from our break, and we're thinking about different types of irregular heart rhythms. If you said atrial fibrillation, you're correct. This is one of the irregular heart rhythms. It can go fast or slow if the patient has taken drugs like beta blockers to slow the rhythm down. Next, if you said atrial flutter with variable block, you would be correct. Remember from our tachycardia episodes that atrial flutter usually has a fixed block. There are flutter waves circulating about in the atria very rapidly, 300 times per minute, and you can have it conducted at any one of a certain block ratio. You can conduct to the ventricles at 150 per minute with a 2 to 1 block, 100 per minute with a 3 to 1 block, and so forth. 75 per minute with a 4 to 1 block. But if the block keeps changing on you, that was what we called atrial flutter with variable block, which can be perceived on physical examination as an irregular rhythm. Next, something called multifocal atrial tachycardia also presents with an irregular rhythm which is common in patients with COPD or other underlying lung disease. This is only called multifocal atrial tachycardia if the rate is over 100 beats per minute. The signature of this is three or more different P-wave morphologies on EKG. If the rate is less than 100 beats per minute, it's no longer a tachycardia, so we don't call it multifocal atrial tachycardia, we just call it a wandering atrial pacemaker. So, we have atrial fibrillation, atrial flutter with variable block, multifocal atrial tachycardia, and wandering atrial pacemaker. So that's four so far. The fifth item that could present on physical exam with an irregular rhythm is sinus rhythm with multiple premature ventricular beats. This one was kind of a tricky one, and actually I've been fooled by this myself in the past. Patients who throw multiple premature ventricular beats when you examine them can actually fool you into thinking that they're really irregular when their underlying rhythm is sinus and regular just with many premature beats. Of course, you'd be able to see this on the EKG. So let's take a step back. When addressing the patient with tachycardia, the first thing you want to do is ask the patient, is this patient stable? Meaning, is the patient hypotensive, and does the patient have altered mental status? If the answer to both those questions is no, then the patient is stable and there's no need to go with any shocking of any kind. You get an EKG. Then you sort out the rhythm. We've covered AFib, flutter, and MAT in our previous episodes on tachycardia, but today what I'd like to talk about are frequent PVCs, or premature ventricular contractions. It turns out that this is what the patient had on his EKG. His rhythm was an underlying sinus rhythm with multiple superimposed premature ventricular contractions, or PVCs. Because these PVCs originate within the ventricular myocardium, the action potential throughout the heart is not conducted through the normal conduction pathway of the His-Purkinje system, but rather spreads from cell to cell, the spread of the action potential from cell to cell through tiny electrical channels that connect one cell to the other. As a result, when seen on electrocardiography, 
the QRS complexes of these PVCs are broad rather than narrow. In any case, what's the significance of a patient having multiple PVCs? Well, it's kind of a trick question because there is essentially no significant information gained with the knowledge that the patient has multiple PVCs. Oh wait, our nurse has some questions for us. What shall I do for orders, doctor? Shall I bring the crash cart? Let's go ahead and check the patient's full electrolyte panel, including sodium, chloride, potassium, bicarbonate, calcium, magnesium, and phosphate levels. Sometimes, PVCs or other arrhythmias can be induced if there are underlying electrolyte abnormalities. PVCs can occur in patients with or without underlying heart disease. They can occur in normal people while exercising. And unless the patient is symptomatic, there is no particular treatment indicated, except possible electrolyte correction if abnormalities in the electrolytes are found. If the patient is complaining of frequent palpitations, meaning that he feels like his heart is fluttering a lot, then we can provide treatment for his frequent PVCs. If the PVCs are symptomatic, the treatments of choice are, first, a beta blocker like metoprolol or atenolol, and if this is unsuccessful, amiodarone can be tried. However, most patients are not symptomatic because of their frequent PVCs. In addition, patients with underlying heart disease, especially those who have a cardiomyopathy from heart failure or who have had prior myocardial infarction, do benefit from beta-blocker therapy regardless or not as to whether PVCs are even present. So just to recap, five different types of irregular heart rhythms, and you don't even have to listen to the heart, you can just feel the pulse to feel this. This is an important point, so I'll say it again. If you want to determine whether the heart rhythm is regular or irregular, simply feel the pulse. So five things, atrial fibrillation, atrial flutter with variable block, multiple PVCs, multifocal atrial tachycardia, and wandering atrial pacemaker. For the patient with multiple PVCs, order an electrolyte panel including calcium, magnesium, and phosphate. Correct any abnormalities that you find, and if the patient is symptomatic from his frequent PVCs, a beta blocker or amiodarone can be tried in that order. I hope you enjoyed today's show. I'm Dr. Jacob with MedPod101.com. See you next time. Thanks for listening to this episode of MedPod 101. If you enjoyed the show today, there are more episodes available for purchase on the iTunes Store. Search MedPod 101 and you will find our complete episode archive split into parts 1 and 2 available for download as albums on the iTunes Store.